Hey gang, welcome back to the Egotastic Fun Time Podcast. I'm JP, but some of you probably already knew that. This is a very special episode for me. Uh, right before, right before the uh, start of the Orville third season, some people like to call it, but it's actually called New Horizons, I got a chance to talk to not only Seth MacFarlane, uh, which was wonderful, but uh, pretty much the entire cast of The Orville. Anyone who is missing, and some who are already here, uh, will have other episodes uh, featuring those wonderful people like Mark Jackson. Uh, of course, we'll be talking further down the road again to Ann Winters, uh, uh, Penny Johnson, Gerald, Scott Grimes, Jay Lee, Peter Macon and the rest uh but here i want you to please enjoy uh, my conversation with seth mcfarland and the cast of the orville all while they're super excited to introduce a new season of the orville everything that the orville can be uh you know we'll talk about life talk about the show and just be generally excited about this wonderful series uh here is my conversation with the cast and crew Look who it is. It is it, I before you. <laughs> All right. You got your button on too. JP. Oh, of course I do. We we now live in a world basically that is majority rule. So you might, might as well just d- d- dive into it. You've been waving our flag since season one. We uh everyone on the orbital loves you. So just 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 you're 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 among friends. Well, thank you very much. And I prepared this time usually I, I like to go off the cuff and just have a you know a, a nice little conversation but you know there's there's time to deal with uh some time travel here so i'm going to try to be prepared for you but it's so great to finally talk to you it really really is yeah, um, Tom, our editor has has been in touch with you for for years now and and he's uh he's you know we we love what you do you we, it's it's great to see people who, who just get the show well i owe you guys a, a, a huge thank you i mean just not only, you know, pushing myself as, you know, into being part of the show and uh, just conversations with Tom over the years and things that I learned from the writing of the show, but also from you guys, the way you guys do things. Uh, you guys have, have put me on a better path, the type of creator that I want to be, the types of things that I want to talk about and definitely don't want to talk about. And, and I owe that to all, of, to all of you over there. That's why we do it, JP. That's why well, we uh, as long as it's you know i don't care why you do it as long as you keep doing it <laughs> what are you hoping to bring to fans of the orville with new horizons and what are your hopes for this incredibly rich universe you've created within the series you know um our, our i mean more than anything uh you know season three is our is our big swing i think scope wise and story wise we really have set out to do a little movie each week in a true sense and uh and to really reward fans who've been with us since the beginning and and um look i'm i'm open to doing more of these things if that's what's in the cards if the audience is there and they show up and, and there's a demand there's an appetite for it absolutely willing to do more i i i i think this is probably the most fun i've had writing uh on any project in my career um I, well, it's, uh, I, I have no doubt after seeing the trailer, after seeing the response from the entire world and the entire world gets to enjoy this uh, together, which is absolutely amazing. Um, I think a lot of people are saying that there's no doubt that they're just going to have to keep making more, especially after the two episodes that I've seen. Um, I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away. I no longer have socks. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> Like, yeah, they're off. They're gone. They're stuck in the window. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but no, just going from it's just like any wonderful television series that we've loved for seasons and seasons. And then all of a sudden they come out with that movie. It's that type of jump. Yeah. And, and, and it's completely obvious. But talking about the, uh, how ambitious the season is, what was your goal when writing New Horizons? Uh, 
which I doubt was even called that back then. Uh, and what was it like finally getting to return to the set after the new world pandemic guidelines that you guys have to follow? Yeah, it, well, it, the, the third season was really about, you know, we had figured out what we what we wanted to be by the end of season two. I mean, certainly the show was finding itself in season one and, and midway through season one, I think we sort of started to get a handle on it. And by, you know, season two, we were kind of more or less, uh, you know, formed. Season three is a show firing on all cylinders. I had I had watched uh, the third, well, whatever, the, the most recent season of Black Mirror. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the last one they did those three episodes. Yeah. And the third one was very light. It was the one with Miley Cyrus. And it was, it was, it was, it was, it was like a movie. It was like, it was no black mirror and it had a serious sci-fi premise, but it was a romp. And I thought that's strangely kind of what we do. And this canvas that they have to play with um, is, is kind of what we need. And so that was, that kind of inspired the, the, the move to jump to streaming and, and, to, to not have to worry about running times and things like that, just to be able to tell our story. Um, but yeah, I forget the second half of your question, but that's, that's, uh, <laughs> let's see if I can remember. Oh, what was it like getting back to set after that lockdown and, yep. and knowing how big the season has to be? And now you have these new guidelines. It was really about, it was really about, um, crowds. That's where you could do anything. When, when you had to get big crowds together for scenes, that was when it got really tricky. And, you know, we, we hired a, a consultant firm called Pan Defense that's run by this guy, Dr. Larry Brilliant, who um, <laughs> used to work for the WHO and was instrumental in the smallpox eradication. So that tells you how difficult it is. You to, have to do well if your last name's Brilliant. Exactly. To keep your set safe. And they did such a good job for us that we had sort of, after a point, earned the right to go to Disney and say, hey, listen, we can we promise we can keep all these people safe. Can we do these? You know, so anything that you see that involves a crowd on the show is the last thing we shot that season. Mm -hmm. Just yeah, I assumed that would be the case. Just like you said, to keep everybody safe. Now, as a as as big of a sci-fi fan as I know you are, uh, you you prove it with every episode of the Orville. What does it mean to you to actually be able to suit up and sit in that captain's chair and go on these adventures? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a blast. It's a blast. It's great fun. It's, there's, there's no, there's no more fun gig you could have. And, and again, what I, what I love most about the show is that it, it is a true ensemble piece. And, you know, there, there are weeks where I just, I don't even have to put the suit on once you, it's also, once you put the suit on a few times, it's like, all right, I get this, you know, Jonathan Frakes was not wrong. <laughs> suit is not the most comfortable thing in the world. I think we were doing better than most as far as comfort. Mm. You know, I also liked that I could, I had nine fantastic actors that I, I could write for. And each week I could hand the show off to any of those characters and know that, you know, I could write a Borda story. I could write a Claire story. I could write a Gordon story. You know, it's uh, any character that I wanted to lean into. Um, I could do it. And, and that just makes a, it just makes for such a breadth of, of, variety when you're telling a story and particularly on a show like this yeah well the format the variety is great because you never know what you're going to get with each with each episode it's like different types of sci-fi coming through and you and you never know what you're going to get and i know the audience just eats it up yeah that's it's well that's again that's the genre you can tell a comedy story you can do and it could be an adventure it can be a social allegory it can be a romance it can be you know anything you want it's it's a it's a diverse genre well, and like I said, the two episodes I saw are absolutely amazing, but Mortality Paradox is now my new favorite episode of the Orville. I mean, it really hits the the, the thing that that made me fall in love with sci-fi back when I was five years old. It's that, that not only a great mystery, but it's having, you know, challenging you on what reality is. And um, but also putting these characters, you know, I mean, they're the fish out of water at this point in that episode three man that's this is i will say that's you, you ain't seen nothing that's what i keep hearing and i absolutely believe it in that episode i mean it's a great callback to the multiphasic uh planet of people and uh but one thing is uh getting reintroduced to those people just completely destroys my theory that the multiphasic people were the original biological kalon <laughs> so i guess my question is how dare you do that to me <laughs> 
<laughs> no, what was the thought process coming up with that idea for the episode, which was written by Cherry, uh, and bringing back our old friends from that planet? Because everyone's been wanting to know what's been going on with them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, that 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 episode was at the end of the day about yeah, but but what your perception of reality is. It, it was a, it's about uh, I, you know you you read a lot in in the press about these you know these billionaires that go after immortality. How do we how do I achieve immortality? And it's mm. such a complex thing because it, it the the common sense or the common wisdom used to be that you know death is a as Borda says death is a an important. Uh, rite of passage. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a, we're in a changing world where, you know, we're on the cusp of these uh, longevity technologies that are, you know, who knows what that's going to do? Who knows, there may be a point in the future where you can essentially choose when you want to kick off. Um, after you build your own rocket. After you build your own rocket. <laughs> so, so it's, you know, this, this idea of, of what is it, what is it, what is, what is immortality and, and what does it mean? Does it just become boring? Does it just become a, a drag after a certain point it, or is it just, is there never enough to stop learning that it's just always entertaining? So it, it, it's that, that to me has just always been a fascinating premise. And, and it's, um, you know, obviously the way we tell the story is, is, uh, is a very rompish. Uh, yeah, quite a bit. Well, it looks like that is my time today, but I would someday we'll talk for hours just about this one episode. Hopefully I, I, I will be back on your show. Don't worry. All right. Appreciate it. Well, it was great talking to you and I look forward. I hope everyone looks forward to New Horizons. Well, I finally broke down and did it, you guys. Egotastic Fun Time is finally a freaking podcast, I guess. I have to make words for egopanions around the world to listen to now. And all I can say is I love it. We're talking about the things I want to talk about with the people I want to hear from. Creators from all over the spectrum of entertainment getting deep into the issues of this thing we call life. And we're going to talk a lot about the Orville as well. Duh. You can listen to episodes of the Egotastic Fun Time podcast almost anywhere pods are casted. And support this grand experiment on Patreon or EgotasticFunTime.com. Links technically should be listed somewhere in the show notes. I don't know, you guys. I haven't figured this all out yet. Like I said, it's an experiment. Please consider helping to keep the Egotastic universe alive, and I'll see you very soon. Remember, we all do better when we all do better. Love you. Bye-bye. It's such a joy, of course, to be back on the ship exploring New Horizons along with the Oroville. Kelly and Claire and Tala have become a great group of friends over the years. How does that dynamic continue in season three? We drink a lot. Season oh, yeah. three. <laughs> Good time to day drink. Scenes. We have so much fun because the three of us love each other so much in real life as well, which I think, you know, comes through. Um, but no, it just, it keeps evolving. It keeps evolving. And some of the, you know, relationships they kind of switch spots you know what I mean where where um Claire was more of the uh maternal figure with mm. Kelly when it came to her relationship is now the tables have turned where Kelly is a little bit more of the nurturer in that situation and helps her with her Isaac situation well everybody needs emotional help and someone sure. to lean on in their lives yeah. Um, and, really, and you really, and I think it's, it's for the first time really said that we're best friends. I think there's um, an episode where we really talk about the fact that we are genuinely best friends. But we knew that. We knew that. <laughs> we knew that. The audience always wanted that. In season two, when, when we, we noticed there was kind of a group of friends starting to form, everyone just fell in love with the idea of it as, you know, the, the, the friends getting together and talking about their lives and sometimes going out into space and kicking some booty. It's got to happen in there, too. Uh, Adrian, in Mortality Paradox, episode three, uh, Kelly gets a... This is all for later, by the way. I won't be putting this out <laughs> until the episode comes out. Kelly gets a visit from Denom, played by Liz Gillies, from the multiphasic planet in Mad Idolatry. That's a planet that I personally absolutely love the idea of. What does it mean to Kelly to get an update from that world? Kelly used to be their god, and now they are the ones who actually are gods. Mm. Well, I think that you, I mean, you definitely see Kelly 
she wears everything on her face. And I, I think that she still has so much guilt for the impact that she had on, on that planet, um, the mistake that she made. And even though, you know, later in season two, you find out that they've evolved, they've evolved past, you know, where we're at um, and it didn't matter. But even I think just the, the, them bringing it up is still a, a deep seated um, frustration for her because she's actually, I think she's a bit of a perfectionist and, you know, she could have completely demolished an entire society. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I mean, they just keep evolving. Don't we all? Hopefully, fingers crossed. I know. Uh, speaking of uh, bringing things back, we get back to the relationship between Isaac and Claire. So, Penny, it's safe to say that Claire is still on Isaac's side and is working on a path uh, to being able to forgive him for last season's betrayal. Uh, the Orville has many lessons to teach us about ourselves. That's one of the things that makes it an incredible series. How important do you think it is, Penny, for people to be able to learn how to forgive? Oh, it's it's much bigger than that um, because what what we use in the first episode is that it's through the eyes of children too mm -hmm. and how much hurt that betrayal can cause a child. It can mar you for, for life. If you don't step in there and allow them to act it out or talk it over or something. And I think that is huge. Um, and I think the fans are going to enjoy that aspect of it because a lot of times you can watch that and go, why would they let him back in? Well, why do you let anybody back in? You let them back in because you had a place where there was truth and there was trust. And you want to know why, how did it steer from that? And so that's an opportunity to showcase that and for people to be able to look, you know, look inside themselves, you know, people that they haven't forgiven and see if it's worth it. Was, did you have something that was very real and, and worth fighting for? And it also says something to be giving Isaac the opportunity to redeem himself. Absolutely. And um, so it was such a sad episode, but such a wonderful, hopeful episode as well. Just like uh, um, uh, in Identity 2, when, when mm -hmm. she talked about, Claire talked about being on a path to forgiveness and it's going to just take time. Uh, and we know season three of the Orville takes some time. <laughs> it took some time oh, yeah, to get yeah. like, like three years. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh, uh, Adrian, in the season three trailer, Kelly and Ed are talking about it being a good day, country western day. Um, but I feel Kelly is just right on the verge of telling Ed something like, I'm glad you had a good day, but we got work to do. Uh, how important is it to Kelly to keep Ed grounded in New Horizons? I think that it is just a thing, like it's a tick. She has, she doesn't know how to not keep him grounded. And I think that's become the real fun basis for their relationship, ultimately being like, calm down, you're being an idiot. This is what you gotta do. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> well, I always feel Kelly is the level-headed one uh, yes. uh, in, the, in that universe to just keep us all grounded uh, along the, the journey. Cause we can get, you know, we can, as a fandom, we can get lost in all the pew pews and explosions yes. and fun things going on but sometimes we're like hey there's actual real stuff going on here as well yes she's definitely the straight man she's the serious one um and which can sometimes be hard to play but because she's so well written it's it's been really fun and a joy and i love the dynamic between the two because some of those scenes between them are just hilarious absolutely very hilarious <laughs> well before i get wrapped up here i would i want to ask the both of you why should orvillians uh, uh, get out there and watch New Horizons. Why should they watch it? If they like the last two seasons, they are going to love this season. Every episode is a mini movie and it's a standalone and it's fun and huge. And Penny has something to add to that. I completely cut her off. I just want to add this to it because a lot of them are speaking of the fact that we're now on a streaming service and that's very difficult for them. And I had an issue with that too, but I'm going to tell you honestly, get Hulu because you are not getting episodic Orville. You are getting at least 10 movies that you are going to enjoy over and over again because they are 
stand alone as well, but they are fabulous. I get it now. And I love me some Hulu now. (laughs) And a lot of times in these streaming services is the only way to get stories like this. Yeah, it's the only way, the only way to be able to invest in um, production and in the the length of these particular um, stories. You, you can't do it again. You cannot do it any other way. Is there any uh, anything you could give us for um, the hope you have for your characters uh, going forward in this universe? I, I, I hope to deposit in young uh, girls or, or young men the, the fact that stand, stand on your principles and be who you are and you will eventually get what you deserve. How would you like, uh, what would you like Kelly to teach uh, fans of this universe, Adrian? I mean, I, I don't want to say same, but I, I love what Penny said. And I definitely think that playing a strong female character right now is very important. And I hope that young people, yes, boys, girls, both um, have take away from this something that they can be anything they want to be and they can do it well and they can be loved and, you know, they can love themselves. So great answers. All and so much not just surface level answers this or the orville universe is deep so i'm so glad to hear these deep responses to these questions i think the audience just deserves that level of uh, uh emotional commitment to the, to this series i know i'm emotionally committed and as a fan it's a huge step up i mean they are many movies just like you guys said um i th- think i have to wrap up here but if, but if not, we could just keep saying, hey, how's it going? I want to thank you guys no, for showing I, up to the series, to no, the show. You, ju- you, you just said something. I think that um, everyone deserves right now with the state of just the world to be able to invest in something that means something. That's just not, you know, some commercialized television, some frivolous nothing. But this is truly something that um, is thought provoking and perhaps it will, it will bring about change. It'll start with the human beings and then eventually we can make some changes to make it a better future for us. And it gives us all hope. Well, thank you both for being here and it is time for me to wrap up. The Egotastic Fun Time podcast is brought to you by me. I'm doing all of this all on my lonesome with the help of some people sometimes that want to talk on this show. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying it. I hope you are uh, saying, hey, I want some more of these Egotastic Fun Time podcast episodes to waste my time with. Uh, and hopefully, you know, have some entertainment flow into your ears. Uh, but you can support this channel, keep them coming, keep these episodes coming uh, by helping support the show on Patreon.com. Or EgotasticFunDime.com. Did I say fun dime? FunTime.com. I want to keep doing these. I want to keep talking. I want to keep exploring. I want to keep bringing people on the show. And just find stuff that's uh, interesting, for me at least, to talk about. Hope it's interesting to you too. Uh, Thank you guys for all your support. And uh, I'm going to keep putting these things together. Love you. Bye-bye. JP, uh, according to Jay Lee. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What's up, Scott? Welcome to, and Jay Lee, welcome back to Talking the Oroville. Awesome. You guys, it's so good to see you. What's good up, brother? You, Justin. <laughs> well, I got some questions. I, you know, Jay Lee, I like to just have a conversation, but I thought I'd be prepared I'm this time to, to, maximize, sure. uh, to maximize this. So I wrote stuff down. Ready? Okay. Here we go. Uh, not only do we get caught up with the Orville universe in Electric Sheep, uh, but there are a lot of new toys and areas of the ship to play with. Gordon gets a new whip to fly around in, and John gets an expansion to the engine room to watch him nay-nay. Tell me all about it, you guys, and what other fun things might Orvillians have to look forward to in New Horizons. Okay, well, that's ship. I'm going to start with that. I'm so glad I forgot it was in that we can talk about the ship. Right? Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. talk about it. That ship was it was as real as it can get. Obviously, it didn't fly, but I had to get on a big ladder, get into it like you would a ship. It was as 
it was huge. Yeah. And that made it so cool because, again, you didn't have to pretend. And then when you're up there flying, there was a version of that ship that was on this gimbal. Yeah. I could go upside down, and I did. Uh, uh, just like that, you did with the krill. Yeah, right, exactly. That was a dip. Yeah, same kind of concept. And uh, it was just so awesome to yeah. and also to come up with like what does this button do and I had it all, I had it all figured out it was so cool so you the get to design right? what the buttons do kind of well I, yeah get to tell you what they do they were they were just <laughs> you know light lighten up but I'm like this one does that this is the seat warmer yeah yeah exactly this one makes yeah. coffee yeah yeah <laughs> uh and engineering is crazy like it's a two level engine room and the the quantum core is is there. It's amazing. It was fun to have like sort of my own sort of space, and I have my own crew, and uh, I have my 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 cast of sort of my misfits with Yafit and you know some other oh, folks. Yeah. But uh, uh, but yeah, no, the engineer and astrophysics is is unbelievable. Like they the sets they made were so great. Yeah, the sets especially. I mean, a huge step up in everything all around. But when the camera first swoops in in engineering and you see the core, the the the, the doors are open and you yeah. guys are actually standing in there having a chat. Yo, that shot was so dope. They had this really long crane shot. I don't think you were there, Scott, but it started all the way in the back of engineering, went all the way through to where that quantum core is. And then we were on, I mean, we we're 30 feet in the air. Uh, I, sort I of, there, yeah. That, oh, that, yeah, yeah. That, no, I've been there. The, I wasn't on that that shot oh the shot was crazy because it goes through the quantum cord and it comes up to us on this sort of bridge up top but yeah i think, I think, I think yeah. getting rid of the carpet in the bridge was the best thing this year yeah. <laughs> no carpet anymore. it was just getting dirty <laughs> yeah we don't need carpet yeah they don't have to digitally remove any stains or anything exactly. like that yeah, yeah. and what other, what other types of things are you looking forward to introducing to, to sharing with the audience when it comes to the toys you guys get to play with so many things that yeah that we're not allowed to say there are so many things like per episode there's something uh hush hush that we're not even allowed to say i mean I'm yeah like, i only have my cheat sheet because like i told jay lee i think there's a sniper out there from hulu that if i say the wrong thing i'm gonna get a dart in the neck he's out of there he's asleep it wouldn't be the first time hulu's taking somebody out for spoilers <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no worries anything that i deem is uh, something that could be a, a spoiler i am saving that for spoiler appropriate oh, times okay. later on throughout the season so you yeah. can just tell me everything don't even worry about it <laughs> <laughs> oh that's dustin you now it. with this first episode which was not only amazing and full of hope and but there was also some heartbreak in the premiere episode so despite both gordon and john having personal relationships with isaac over the last two seasons how have their opinions changed since the events of the identity saga as i call mm. it uh, we find out in electric sheep that gordon isn't so keen on isaac anymore and you guys were buds man yeah and i think that's why because i trusted him and we uh, and i loved him and that's where just, you know, that disappointment when you really love somebody and that happens. That's why Gordon uh, is having that reaction, because he feels, uh, you know, he, he, he doesn't trust him anymore. And that that hurts. It hurts the heart. Yeah. Hurts yeah. even more because because you knew him. That was that exactly. was your Mr. Potato pal. Yeah, exactly. Right there. <laughs> what about uh, how is uh, uh, John feeling about Isaac this season? John said, you know, I think I said this before, but if you go back to the pilot, uh, I was playing John where he didn't really trust Isaac, but we didn't know where this was going. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think John just feels bad for what has happened. I think he can sort of see every aspect of it and how this would even come to pass. So that's why he's at the funeral and he's not all the way off and is completely excited to try to bring him back. Yeah, it seems like a path to redemption is a, is a big thing going on. Uh, this season with with some of the characters and uh, but also uh, the fact that uh, that John was actually let me go back you guys don't worry <laughs> don't worry Jay Lee uh, I want to get these questions in how is the Orville doing the work in New Horizons and oh, what's uh, in store for the ship's resident girl guru listen first of all I'm just the chief engineer the girls are distraction to me making sure the ship is 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 doing what it's supposed to do uh but uh i think we're doing better and doing the work uh just by talking about a lot of stuff that i think people are going through today 
Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're shining a light on some cool stuff, I think. Well, uh, there's lots of new stuff. We got new characters. We got a new dynamic going on in the season. So, Scott, Gordon gets a new pal this season with Charlie Burke, played by Ann Winters. How's the dynamic between Gordon and Charlie this season, and what's it like working with Ann? Well, working with Ann is, is great. She's a, a, a terrific actress. She's a good sport. You know, she's a bit younger than uh, some of the people on that set. And uh, when things go late sometimes and I get goofy, <laughs> she can take it. Um, but, you know, no, no one will ever, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this, ever be like John Lamar uh, driving the ship with. And, you know, Jay Lee and I had a great thing going up there. So this would be the first time I think Gordon is like, OK, I don't mind this smart, uh, talented person. Uh, so, you know, if anybody's going to replace John Lamar, it's, it's her. And, 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 uh, I think he, he gets a kick out of her and she kind of gets a kick out of him and she's just a, a wonderful person to, to work with. So it's a win-win. Yeah. Having the navigator seat, uh, uh minus, uh, Lamar has been a big hole in all Orvillian's hearts going on here for since last season, well, the end of the first season. And so we're always great, you know, grateful to see J- uh, John on the bridge or take a visit down to engineering. So uh, we're still hoping for some more uh, John and Gordon adventures going on this season. So uh, if there's anything you can uh, uh, give us some insight into, no spoilers, but, you know, just sure. the vibe. Well, we still have our moments. John and Gordon are still cool. And Scott, you know, you talk about how sometimes you got to come down to engineering if you're going yeah. through something. I also think just as a, as a, as a storyline, Seth realizes that when you present something the first season and a half of two mm-hmm. guys, and then you separate it, whenever they come back together, even in the smallest moment, it has, it has that effect. And that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So when you'll see it, it's going to, you'll see John and, and Gordon. Uh, yeah. Do something together. Nice. So the, we got a little adventure in the comic books, which was nice, but we want to see you guys, you know, uh, get out there in space together and going on an adventure. It's what we love. We will. Before we run out of time, I have to ask both of you, why should Orvillians and new fans alike uh, come aboard and watch New Horizons? Well, I'll just say the production value and the, the sort of upgrade to everything uh, from the uniforms to the set to the shots is just unbelievable. The music uh there's a lot of detail and care in every single aspect of the show and uh, i think it really comes out on screen i think seth just got is getting better and better and better at what he wants to tell people uh this isn't like third season where someone's like oh what do we write about he, right. his ideas are just they keep coming and they keep getting better uh and they're only gonna if we ever do another season they're only gonna keep getting better because seth does not write anything he doesn't want to write um and so yeah. it's bigger. Everything's bad. And, yeah. and the episodes are like 60 plus minutes, no commercials. So it's a yeah. lot of lot of show. You can tell the story he's always wanted to tell with time. Well, it's a show that we all want to watch. It gets better and better at making things we all want to watch. It looks like it's time to wrap up. Uh, love we to talk to you guys in the future when there's more stuff to talk about. Just uh, hit us up, buddy. We'd love it. All right. I'll hit you both up. Gordon yep. gets hit up a lot in these three seasons. You got beat up this season one at one point yeah no (laughs) (laughs) but all right good nice talking to you guys well i finally broke down and did it you guys egotastic fun time is finally a freaking podcast i guess i have to make words for ego panions around the world to listen to now and all i can say is i love it We're talking about the things I want to talk about with the people I want to hear from. Creators from all over the spectrum of entertainment getting deep into the issues of this thing we call life. And we're going to talk a lot about the Orville as well. Duh. You can listen to episodes of the Egotastic Fun Time podcast almost anywhere pods are casted. And support this grand experiment on Patreon or EgotasticFunTime.com. Links Technically, should be listed somewhere in the show notes. I don't know, you guys. I haven't figured this all out yet. Like I said, it's an experiment. Please consider helping to keep the Egotastic universe alive, and I'll see you very soon. Remember, we all do better when we all do better. Love you. Bye-bye. You guys and Jessica, welcome to Talk in the Orville. It is so good to see you, to have you here. You, see you. Uh, now I have, 
I prepare some questions because that's what we got to do today. Yes. So uh, let's talk some Oroville. Jessica, first yes. off, congrats on the XOXO podcast. Thank you. And special extra congratulations on the upcoming nuptials. I love love, so I loved hearing that. Uh, (laughs) Besides being the Orville's resident badass door smasher, Tala's entire family is known to be black sheeps on their homeworld of Salea. Being that military services look down upon on their planet, does that shape your portrayal of Tala? And what can we look forward to from Tala this season? Um, Well, this season... (laughs) is um it's a bit of a bumpy ride for Tala. She has um she experiences some ups and downs in her career and some personal relationships. But Ed does find um some more trust in Tala and gives her some more responsibility and she does kind of find her like place with the crew. Um but I'm I'm just really excited for for everything for this season for everyone to to tune in and take this ride with us because um it's just going to be fun. The storylines are epic the i mean even visually when i've been watching lately i'm like oh my god i'm watching mini movies and just the topics that we tackle and that we get to kind of explore and do because we are in this space world um we kind of get to like dive in and and have like kind of a broader conversation about Mm -hmm. things um and yeah i'm i'm really really excited well first off i think space world would have been an epic name subtitle for the season the orville space world would have been awesome uh and in electric sheep the the premiere episode we get close up and personal with charlie burke like right off the bat you're basically the star of much of the episode uh which was first time which was great yeah it was uh, honestly i love my introduction i'm so glad that it was written the way it was and um seeing it kind of all come together because we shoot very out of order so seeing that entire first episode was like, oh yeah, okay, wow. Like she, I mean, I knew that I was coming in hot and strong and like with a massive point of view of hating Isaac clearly, mm-hmm. but seeing like that whole episode, I was like, okay, I like really feel bad for Isaac now. Like how can, how can she be so mean? Um, but no, it was, it was, that episode is a great introduction to her character and we'll just show the tip of the iceberg of the entire season for her yeah uh, well one of the things i was going to ask but you kind of you brought it up a little bit i was going to say why you got to do isaac like that i know like when (laughs) his eyes too it's it was very challenging for me uh as an actor to really look into those two blue eyes and somehow really hate him when he's so innocent you know and doesn't really have that mentality to even feel so i thought that that was really uh challenging but they definitely have a lot more conversations to come. And I'm, I'm curious to see what the audience takes away from Charlie's arc this season. Yeah. Well, what are you, what does Charlie mean to you? You came into this, uh, you know, you, it's a new character to play and you got this whole space world around you to, to try and find her. Yeah. I mean, what is, what does she mean to me personally or what? Yeah. what personally. I, mean, I I feel like I brought a little bit of myself. Like, I feel like I can be a little bit like strong, like headed or stubborn in certain ways. So I kind of played that up to a T and if anything, it kind of taught me, maybe I shouldn't be like that as much in my personal life, if anything, because it was so like overtly clear to me of her point of view, Um, which I just now thought about actually. So that was a, that was a great question. Um, But yeah, overall, I just, I, I genuinely just, really loved taking on this very strong character that had so much room to grow. So I'm, I'm, you'll, this, the arc of my character with Isaac and just the rest of the crew is really cool. And I, I love taking on this role. I'm so glad I booked it. Like when I got, <laughs> when I found out I booked this role. I was so excited. We so. were too. We were too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every, I'm, I, I'd be happy to serve coffee on the set of the Orville. If that's oh, all they have, pick you up on that offer. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Jessica, the fans, we love seeing Tala rip things apart with their superior strength. But one thing I'd love to see Tala do is rip apart some fools. Like, how does Tala's superhero abilities affect the way you play her? And do we get some fools to pity in New Horizons? Um. Well. <laughs> playing her and doing that, like I always found it interesting because of the um, 
like the gravity, like when I remember like breaking this down and understanding like who Tala was and why she has these powers was so like fascinating and interesting to me. And kind of like, I was like, Oh, Seth's brain just works on a different level. Um, and there's a lot of physical stuff this year, like a lot. Um, and I'm very excited for you to see, you're going to have to tune in because I can't give away too, too much. <laughs> oh, I get it. I it get is it. cool to see. Like that would be challenging. Cause I, I mean, to play that strength and then see the CGI kind of all come together. That's mm. like, it's, it's cool to see. From yeah. I mean, I just want to see uh, a, a Tala or any Solange really just go on there and put their bare hands and take care of a, a, a Kalon squad or something like that. Yeah. Well, you know, what's also so interesting on, on our show, like going in, like our eye lines are all over the place because mm -hmm. the different setups when you're on the, or on the ship or in, on, you know, anything with looking out into the space, into space, your eye lines are literally like you're, we're talking to X's bright, you know, John's is yellow. Mine's pink. Mine was pink all season. Was yours orange? Challenging. I'd be like, okay, I got to talk to John here. And then I have to talk to Ed here and Kelly here, but yet there is, it's just, you're, a, also, it was, you're also looking at completely different, like completely different characters or species or things that are literally not even made yet. So mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, like a dinosaur. So in my mind, you're thinking like a normal dinosaur. And then mm. when you see it come together, it's like some crazy thing that I would have never even thought of in a million years, like somehow come together and look realistic that we're yeah. looking at. You know what I mean? Because you're creating. Yeah. Well, your place. imagination has to has to do part of that work for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Like I, I keep saying to walk onto a spaceship and be this alien and be able to work with some of the best actors and bring these storylines to life. I'm, I'm like, have to pinch myself and sometimes be like, am I really getting paid to do this? This is awesome. <laughs> getting paid to pinch yourself. That sounds like a good <laughs> job. Uh, why should fans of the Orville come along to New Horizons? Because Charlie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> some will. I've been doing this a while. All the characters have their own, you know, subgroups of fans. Yeah. Well, there's each episode is like a mini movie and we take you on this journey that, is we've just put our blood, sweat, and tears into this. We're so excited for everyone to take this ride with us. Buckle up because it's going to be a big, bumpy, fun one. Um, but there's I so many the storylines, the the visual effects, the the music, the 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 acting. I mean, it's just every little piece to the puzzle that make a show successful and and um, fun yeah. to watch and be a part of. I think we've we've hit it right on the head. So I'm, I'm, I hope a lot that it of, like just as an outsider, I obviously binged the show before I got on, but overall, like not only aesthetically, not only CGI storyline being on Hulu, being like a little bit over an hour and like having mini movie time slots is nice, but it's just overall upgraded. Like the mm -hmm. set was upgraded completely. Oh, yeah. It's so realistic. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, the, the cast was upgraded. I wasn't going to say that, but thank you. And um, yeah, just everything was kind of elevated. And it took, because when I first started watching the show season one, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like a comp, it's very comedic. But my role that I auditioned for was not like that at all. So they kind of made a really like smooth transition into this new season that kind of brings both the very seriousness of these topics or these storylines, but also still maintaining that fun that we need. And Scott Grimes definitely brings that for sure. Well, that's what I was going to ask you if I have time. Yeah, I do. I was going to say, uh, and you and Scott are the new front of house duo on the bridge. How was it working with Scott? And uh, what are you looking forward to the audience seeing from these two characters? Um, <laughs> I working with Scott was, was great. And also sometimes frustrating because when you're trying really hard to like have a straight face, it's hard to have someone just cracking a joke at like random times when, you know, we have days on the bridge where you literally are doing one thing and maybe you don't have a line, but you are still maintaining like a battle like mode, you know, and sometimes you for forget like where in the script you are, but when you have to maintain a serious face and you realize like how dumb you might be looking and he cracks a joke, it's so hard to kind of keep that. <laughs> He actually brought that up about working with you that, you know, you kept him grounded while he was, you know, getting goofy at certain part, at certain stages yes. in the process. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll see like just a good bond. They, I mean, they do bond in even episode one that you see, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so they just, they're really good friends. I, I really like their relationship and working with him side by side was a blast. Well, it looks like it's time to wrap. And my time with both of you was a blast. Uh, thank, thank you, you for stopping by, even though I kind of am the one that stopped by. And <laughs> and I uh, hope to talk to you guys soon. Oh, what is this, an ad? Oh, this is a good one. Okay. Mocklin Borough 500 Pack Cigarettes. For Mocklin size satisfaction with a clean, smooth, fresh finish that's easy on the throat, too. If you feel like you've been standing your entire life, come sit down and feel the tingle. Come to Mocklinboro country. All right, that wasn't so bad. I guess we can do ads on this podcast. All right, cool. Anyway, don't forget to uh, help support this uh, little podcast here on Patreon and EgotasticFunTime.com for all information regarding this crazy world of egotasticness, you guys. Peter, Chad, yeah, welcome to talking the Orville. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, the Mocklins are back uh, yeah, are. this season. Uh, so what does the Mocklin Bunch have in store for us in New Horizons? And what's it like for you guys working together? Man, well, I tell you what we have in store. You have a ton of shit that you won't be able to unsee. How about that? <laughs> I like not being able to unsee stuff. You won't, man. I'm telling you. Your, your mind is pure and fresh and innocent right now. Like, enjoy it while it lasts, because it's about to be over. That's about to be... <laughs> Come in and just... You're just going to mess us up, huh? Mess you all the way up. <laughs> well, uh, Chad, congrats on the Humble Hollywood Podcast, I do have to say. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. What's it like working with Peter Mank and not being able to see his face behind that mask? Or are you able to just kind of feel what, what faces he's making at you? <laughs> well, from that standpoint, no, I can't. I can't decipher those things. Uh, we talk enough ish to each other, but uh, that's my compadre. Uh, we, me and his brother, we, 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 we're trained actors, studied classically, and uh, we've done work all over the countries and theaters all over the country, and and we we walked the bricks of New York like. Totally, like, how did we not know each other in New York right. uh, with the with the with the three degrees that we have and all the people we both know? Um, but when you come from that kind of ilk, it, it's there's a simpatico there. There's a language that we speak that yeah. we don't have to say anything. But there's also the language of understand how to break down a scene and how to trust your partner mm-hmm. and be to share and collaborate together. And uh, I think Peter and I do that wonderfully. And um, I just never, there, it was just never a misstep, you know? From yes. the moment we started to work together, uh, you know, we feel like, you know, we feel like we're in a rehearsal space and, yeah. and the theater and that rehearsal room where we, you know, where you give all and, and lay it down and you share with each other and you, you grow together, and uh, I think we're doing some fantastic work. We've we've got some scenes that they they gonna knock your socks off, yeah. you know, because we don't play. We we bring it. We yeah, bring it rough. fully. We it's not. Rough. This ain't no like yo. This is TV. We got no. no it's we many movies. It. We're yeah. not playing. I mean, yeah, yeah we, the we, two episodes I've seen are just a huge upgrade. I, I'm absolutely. not even. I'm gonna no, no. I'm gonna play uh, New Horizons strip poker. I'm just gonna wear a bunch of articles right of clothing and see right what on. the episodes blow yeah. off of me. Yeah, I mean you you kind of I see what you're working with already right there. But uh, <laughs> I do want to say I do want to say one of the one of the the great things about working with uh, another actor who who's you know we we uh, about the same age. We kind of come up kind of kind of came up with around the same time and yeah. being inspired by the same. You know the same the ilk as as Chad said, but it's like when, when you get down to business and you get to set, it's it's like okay, how can I like let me figure out what I need. Like, well, let me figure out what kind of question to ask this actor so that I can ask a question and the answer that they get will help me inform like the choice that I'm gonna make. You know what I mean? So it's not just about like are you gonna do it this way or whatever, but it's like no, I can if, if I because I spend a lot of time. You spend a lot of time doing imagination work. You spend a lot of time. You know, not, learning not just your lines, but learning 
your your scene partner's line so you know where they're coming from and so then you could walk onto uh i could walk onto set and if something is unclear or there's a moment or a beat that i'm like feel like i'm glossing over all i need to do is figure out what question to ask chad you know and then and the answer that i get is what i need to help me specify like specify a particular moment and that's just one little beat of like a whole scene and if you're doing that you know like you're rocking together like it, it does feel like being on stage because when you're on stage it's like it you you know curtains up and like there's no cut you know there's the no show must go on no is going you know so you got to make that so that that's a joy and i feel like it i feel like it needs and i i think seth would concur with this that it that that, that, that those that these characters need that kind of gravitas, you know, like that's yeah. something that people have always said, I have, oh, you have this gravitas, you have this gravitas, but like, but I feel like they would run each other, like Mocklins will, you, Mocklins have to be with Mocklins because they run each other over, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like you, uh, <laughs> you'd ever wonder what, 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 what Mocklin sound like when they're making love is if you just put two giant rocks in a dryer. <laughs> <laughs> The sexual event. <laughs> I have to, exactly. That'll bring you closer together. Yes. Uh, right. We, yeah. That's I just love that well, one. Both we of your, <laughs> well, both of your characters serve different purposes for me as a viewer. Uh, Abortus, you know, great sci-fi like this. It really brings up uh, situations going on in our own lives, uh, you know, in, on the, in our own world. And uh, Bordis to me, always seemed like you know, when you're bringing up um, a to society, Bordis mm-hmm. to me always seemed like he's that fly on the wall watching these humans do all these silly things. Therefore, yeah. we, the viewer, get to see ourselves do all these silly things that we just right take on. for granted, that we think yeah. are normal. Right. Yeah, no, that's absolutely spot on because we are sort of the ambassadors, if you will, uh, to the alien side of things because it's a human it's you know it's written by humans for humans um but and so and even though we're trying to explore you know the the life of the alien life um you know there's only so much we can do and then and so then the 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 onus becomes on our shoulders to three-dimensionalize these aliens that are not um first generation uh english speakers or their culture is completely uh, contradictory to, you know, the planetary union seems to side on the, uh, on the earth-like the, perspective. Earth. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. and so, and that, that's 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 only to be helped because you know it's a human show. But like when you are really trying to three-dimensionally include other species, like the right. magnitude of that is not lost on me. Um, you know, because they what tolerate it. Bordis to me is a more of a student of all of that. You know what I mean? Like he is genuinely trying to piece things together and see "Ah, how can this land on me? Can this serve me and my own Mm -hmm. expansion and growth? Whereas I'm just bumping into stuff and then going, what the? (laughs) Oh, okay. And I see it more. Everything is seen through more of a lens of a threat to my, you know, culture and existence to a certain degree. That's a little hyperbole, but I do believe it's in there. Like, no, for sure. I don't know that that I have a natural, as natural curiosity as Borders does about these things, you know? Uh, I want the ice cold. cream and the cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> that, that <laughs> I'm kind of at you know. home with my people and my culture. <laughs> Yeah, and that, Mortis is really one that's more learn, curious to taste that things. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like yeah. that that further <laughs> isolates and, and, and alienates, you know, like I feel like these are things that like they keep Mortis up at night, you know what I mean? Like the, 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 like to like to be, be alienated from your own, you know, your origins, like your own, yeah. like there's like, the, the things I vehemently disagree with when it comes to Mocklin culture, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. so, and I feel like, and, 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 and Clyden represents like this awesome balance to that because there are things that he vehemently disagrees with with human culture and like this is who we are and like you know so when you're not siding per se on the agenda or the moral 
uh, compass of the human beings in the in the planetary union, it gets really tricky, which I think is perfect, which I think is what it's yeah. supposed to be. You know what I mean? And if you think about it, Peter's persona appears, we're actually the opposite kind of internally. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. my persona appears to be warm and round and inviting, and Peter's just harsh, right? But yet, internally, it's the opposite. Yeah, there was a way. switch. Well, to me, yeah. Biden represents that uncle that you were really dreading having a conversation with Thanksgiving dinner. He's going to tell you what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You think I'm tell you what it is to him. Sweet in the family? No, yes, no. Is. And he's living, it's a badge of honor, you know, his culture, his life, his experiences, that it's a it's a badge of honor for him that, you know, um, you'd be hard pressed to try to try to do some reworking with that. But mm. we will see, you know. We will in New Horizons. Yes, and will. I'm getting I'm getting yeah. the I'm getting the light. It's time to wrap up. <laughs> but my badge of honor is talking to both of you gentlemen. So thank yeah, you we'll for keep letting it up. me keep in. Up. I, I enjoy your I enjoy your uh your 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 podcast. Oh, ain't never gonna stop. Right on, oh, brother. Thank you, brother. All right, I gotta check it out. Appreciate All right. It. Thanks, you guys. All right. All right. The Egotastic Fun Time podcast is brought to you by me. I'm doing all of this all on my lonesome with the help of some people sometimes that want to talk on this show. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying it. I hope you are uh, saying, hey, I want some more of these Egotastic Fun Time podcast episodes to waste my time with. Uh, and hopefully, you know, have some entertainment flow into your ears uh but you can support this channel keep them coming keep these episodes coming uh by helping support the show on patreon.com or egotasticfundime.com did i say fun dime funtime.com uh i want to keep doing these i want to keep talking i want to keep exploring i want to keep bringing people on the show and just find stuff that's uh interesting for me at least to talk about Hope it's interesting to you, too. Uh, thank you guys for all your support. And uh, I'm going to keep uh, putting these things together. Love you. Bye-bye. Beginning, Seth was like, look, we're going to come back. We're going to be as safe as we can be. We tested more than any other show, I think. We tested all every day and weekends, so everyone was tested all the time. Yeah, you guys were and, in like a uh, testing purgatory every day. Yeah, and but Seth was like, "No, we still make the same show." And of course, it was a way more ambitious, you know, undertaking than it was the, the second season. So we, you know, we had, you know, as David has said, that rock to push up the hill. You know, the fact that we had to deal with all the COVID, and and it was, I got to tell you, people forget it was scary. It was scary leaving your house. It was scary going going to work with 150 people and and you know you, your whole life was based on this little mask on your face mm -hmm. and and you know at that time a shield too we also had the shields before they realized they weren't doing anything so it, it was uh it was interesting and and i guess the the best thing that came out of it was the fact that the cast and crew if they weren't gelled already we were all gelled together just trying to keep each other alive so i think that was uh that was the plus out of the whole thing but it, it sure didn't hamper what we did, what we did physically and, and, you know, what the show looks like. And, uh, and that's the best part. Well, from the episodes I've seen, wow. I mean, this is a huge step up. This is like when you watch your, your favorite series and then they get their first movie. I yeah. mean, it's, it's that much of a jump. And I, yeah, it's like when they get their first 10 movies, cause that's what just happened. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It, uh, during the episodes, you know, even what, you know, kind of get to that 45 minute mark. I'm like, Oh, it feels like it's going to be over. It's the end's coming up. And then I look, no, there's tons of time left for, to, to, to continue the mission uh, within that episode, which is, which was, you know, put a smile on my face, something I thought about while watching. Uh, Brandon, I have, something i really want to know <laughs> from you the orville is far from being your first uh, sci-fi rodeo very far from it i mean you are you are a sci-fi guru just like john is a, a girl guru uh what sets the orville apart from your previous works and what sets new horizons apart from the previous two seasons of the orville well um the Seth MacFarlane of it all, first and foremost, and that um, we're all fans of of science fiction and Star Trek and all the different kinds of science fiction is out there. Uh, 
But what Seth did was create a more naturalistic cast of characters. And the dynamic is quite different. Um, it's more like you and me. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of the humor, com- the character humor comes from that. And so immediately um, you feel that difference from the very first episode. But Seth's dictum was, was story first always. So when we break out these stories, we're not breaking comedies. We're, we're, we're breaking what the story is. Now in episode three, it's a little more, it's a little funnier, a little more of a, a romp. Episode one is dead serious at times. And that's what the show does so well. And what I think um, that breadth of tone was, is different than Star Trek for me, having written so many episodes. Um, we, we couldn't take it on that, that the spectrum wasn't that broad. And I think that that makes the Orville very original, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Well, episode three uh, is now my absolute favorite episode of the Orville the, of, of all. And, you know, but I got some more to check out eventually. We'll, oh, man, we'll, you are we'll in. You in. <laughs> <laughs> it truly is that those, those two episodes are the tip of the iceberg. And that's yeah. not exaggerating it they really truly are the tip of the iceberg yeah episode three is the type of of sci-fi that that uh that made me fall in love with sci-fi when i was five years old just those things that are you know uh uh challenging you know what reality is uh very twilight zone-esque for me which has always been my favorite type of sci-fi so uh, I've, I just have to say, I very much love that episode. Good, For right. me, it was the stories like If the Stars Should Appear, Mad Idolatry, uh, of course, Identity Saga was incredible. Uh, but last, even when you get simple, more human, lasting impressions, that's the thing that really endears me to this series is just reminding us what it is to be human in these grandiose situations. Well, you you have a, the people making the show are are no different than you and that we're, we're also science fiction fans and yeah. fans of those kinds of stories. We're just and in a shows. really lucky, lucky position to be doing it. Well, I have, uh, I want to get to David here because David is, is my, is my Orville guide. The, the, the <laughs> stories that you, that you can tell here, uh, David, not only having written some amazing episodes of the Orville, you've also penned all the episodes of the Orville comics. Uh, is right. there is there a difference in writing for the live series and the graphic novel series? Uh, well, there is a difference in that uh, it's just me writing the comics, uh, which is probably good and bad. But I uh, <laughs> I think uh, for the fans, but for me, I think uh, writing the comics. I was a big I'm a big comic book. Uh, geek and I wanted um, the feeling that I never got out of my uh, Star Trek comics which is I wanted the Orville comics to feel like uh, episodes and yeah. so and they I'm, tie I'm trying... episodes together what's that say again they tie episodes together in a lot I, of I wanted also to fill in some of the blanks between the seasons that there were there were questions that we we that I got to answer in the comics that if you're a true hardcore Orville fan and you're going to read the comic, there's going to be something in there for you, but also that there's going to be a story that's going to feel like an episode, but it never, uh, but I would never, uh, uh, you know, the, the stories that we, that we do on the show are obviously different that the comic book format is both limiting and expansive in different ways than the TV show. Yeah, with I mean the show is basic is is people coming together for the greater good to explore not only the universe but they explore themselves. So I mean, is there even really a difference between writing for the Orville or the Golden Girls? They're basically the same show. <laughs> Our visual effects are way better. Yeah, I think yeah. that you know you you're joking, but, but the, the secret of the Golden Girls and the secret of the Orville is the same, which is you care about the characters. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to laugh with our characters. You're going to cry with our characters. You're going to be interested in what happens with the characters. We do not talk down to the audience. We These characters are real to our fans, and we want uh, to make sure that we live up to that expectation, that we take these people seriously. What happens to them matters to us as much as it matters to the fans. We're, and, and I think that 
that would be the comparison I would make to the Golden Girls. Well, that's what I like to hear because no matter what what you're writing for, taking it so seriously and 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 trying to bring these people to life uh, is one thing that I just uh, definitely appreciate about the Orville, and I know that the the other fans besides myself really appreciate it as well. Yeah. Um, before we have to wrap, I just want to know why you guys think uh, Orvillians and new fans alike should be watching New Horizons. Hmm. I think uh, it's the most cinematic show on, on TV. Yeah. I think it's going to, the production value, the visual effects, the performances, everything about it is, you've seen two episodes and I, John's not exaggerating. Holy cow, you have some stuff coming your way. It's going to knock your socks off. Uh, I cannot wait. Uh, I'm not even going to wear socks because why, <laughs> yeah, why waste a good pair of socks? <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> well, it looks like it's time to wrap up. So, wrap up. So I just want to thank you guys for letting me stop by and and ha- and geek out a little bit. I wish we had you know a few more days to to continue the conversation, but you know there's only so much time. We got to get ready for uh, New Horizons to come up. Um, we'll come Unless- hang out with you. We'll come hang out with you once you. Whenever you want, Justin, just yeah. invite us. Follow we'll us up. Know. All right, I'll send you an invite. We'll get some conversations going because. I I, I missed the geeky conversations. (laughs) 